bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. Well, here we are. We are, uh, my name is Jay Parker. This is the Modern Eater Show. Brian Friedman alongside me. Greg has uh, the night off. He's uh, out on a beach somewhere, Brian. He's getting a tan. Enjoying, enjoying, enjoying. I think this is his uh, second time on the Speedo Trues. Hey, listen, um, you he, know. he deserves it. Uh, let's just jump right into this because food, 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 and more food, and then beer, 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 and more beer, and then we're going to sprinkle it with a little bit of whiskey. Yeah, okay. it's a big show tonight, it Jay is Parker. A huge, G- give him the insight on this tonight. It's a huge show tonight. So let me tell you who's on the show tonight. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Richard Schneider, they call him Little Rich. And if you don't know uh, about Rockelita's tortillas, we're going to we're gonna educate you because he's doing some amazing things out of this place. And I took a tour, and there's a video that you can go to the Modern Eater Facebook page and watch right now, and it'll give you an inside uh, sneak peek about what Little Rich is doing, right? Yeah, and the reality is, Jay, everyone knows about is because he's probably in more than half of the he, restaurants. He's in a ton of if places. you've eaten a tortilla chip in, in, in a restaurant in Denver, you've probably had Little Rich's tortilla chips over there. You probably and here and I'm glad you brought up the chips because uh, there's some I want to talk about his chips because I think I know something about his chips that you probably don't know and that nobody else knows. And when we talk to him in uh, you know probably the next segment, we're going to get to that. Also on the show, James Diaz from True Colorado Tex-Mex Barbecue and Catering. He brought in some goodies. Yeah, I could smell the smoke right I, when he came I, in. I can't I mean, even. I can't. And it even wasn't st- that. I know we're in Colorado. It wasn't that smoke. It was. You it, could smell the smoked barbecue yes, over there. Sm- it was good. Yes, yeah. a smoked barbecue. Uh, moving right along, we've got Marvin Williams, a good friend of the show from Abrushi's Fire and Wine. He runs that place down there. He brought in Rocker Spirits uh, over there, and he's had to bring in a little bit more Rocker Spirits because yeah. uh, it's not doing uh, awful. He also brought in his world famous Lemoncello that we're gonna that we're gonna sample. Yep. He's a big fan of his limoncello. Oh, and he's got a special drink. I'm not going to tell you now, but he's got another special drink over there. You haven't tried it I yet, tried but it yet. I, I did, and I'll tell you, both of them just off the charts. Well, we're going to get to him in uh, probably the next hour alongside uh, Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade Brewing and Zach Christofferson from Chain Reaction Brewing. These guys, uh, Collab Fest is coming up. Craft Beer Week is coming up. We're doing a craft beer giveaway much like the restaurant we give away that we did. Are now, there sevens? Any sevens? It's going to be a seven, seven, seven thing, but I'm not going to tell you the breweries that are involved because I have to lock down one more. I've got six, and I have to lock down uh, the seventh before we announce what the list is going to be. We'll probably do that on next week's show, but uh, stay tuned for that because it's uh, it's going to be free beer and it's going to be free stuff. Was that like a call to action? Are you are you wanting brewers to like really reach out right now and say, no, Jay, I, we put my name in that hat or no? No, no not mean, necessarily. It's too late? That boat sailed? Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's too—I have one spot left, but I'm waiting on a response from said uh, brewery, so okay. I have to wait to find out what it is. Uh, let's talk about where we went this week, Brian, because we did a couple of fun things. Uh, you did Eat Denver. Oh, did that you was not? awesome. Tuesday, um, you really got to thank all that crew over there, Katie, um, Adam Schlegel, uh, just an incredible group of people coming together to support Colorado— um, there were over 120 Colorado companies. A lot of our booze friends were there, um, for sure. There were great, great farms. You had acres. 
uh, you know, one of our good friends, Joss Olson. Ela Farms was there, Jenny, um, and uh, I know I know that whole crew over there very, very well. Um, Fruition was there, gave a great speech. Um, he was uh, in in the in in the spotlight that night, um, really talking about all the food things that they're doing over there at Fruition Farms, which was really cool. You know, Infinite Harvest. We had a few a uh, few highlights of uh, the hydroponic guys. But then, you know, and the sad thing was, is I was just talking to Rich and, uh, you know, he, we couldn't get Rockalitas in there at last minute. And, uh, you know, next year he was saying that's not, not going to be the case. He's going to be there because there was, you know, our friend Alan, Elevation Brewing, um, Happy Leaf Kombucha was there. A lot of awesome producers. Tell, I mean, tell the folks, give the folks a cliff note version of, of what Eat Denver was, why it was happening, what was the, what was the goal uh, of doing it, and then what Growers Organic uh, role was, what, you know, what you guys were doing, what, what you brought, what people you know, said. Uh, do that. Well, it's it's a really exciting event if you look at it because of the fact that you're you're getting exposure to all these smaller Colorado companies, so all the chefs – you know, the reality, we have how many restaurants in Colorado? Over 1,500 restaurants in mm. Colorado. And, and there's the easy route to go is with these broad liners. You're just getting everything from your, you know, your soap to your pork from. And it, that's always seemed strange to me. Um, and so this is a place that highlights the small farms who are doing it right, the distillers who have a hard time. A lot of them are doing self-distribution. And so they're not going with big distribution companies. So they don't get the word out there. And that's really what this was, is it was one day of exposure for all these small Colorado companies to get the word out. And, you know, Growers was there. We, we kept getting the highlight for the nicest booth because we've got so many great organic items. It's colorful, it's seasonal, and it's organic. Um, and so I think that that was a big, a big push for Growers. But, you know, we also are friends from Seattle Fish, Tender Belly, the Spice Guy was there. Um, you know, Emerald Forest was there. There was some great, great... Um, great people. I made some great connections. I'll tell you, mm. I'm going to be carrying two people out of there. Um, a honey guy came to me and said, you know, I could really use some support. I like what he's doing. Um, Tim had a great honey product and that's just the thing. It was, it was really exposure to the owners, to the crew. You, you got to meet the companies in just one day. And so it was like a speed dating for distributors and that, vendors and farms. That, that's awesome. And that reminds me of, of uh, Little Rich with Rocketlitas Tortillas, who's going to come up in just a few minutes. Because when we took the tour of uh, his factory and sat in his office and, and palled around with this guy for a couple of hours, it was, it was, like just, it was an overwhelming feeling of this is somebody who cares about what they're doing, right, more so than – you meet people and they go, yeah, this is where I make stuff and and this is how we sell it and this is where we go. It's a totally different ball game when you sit down with little Rich and talk to him and hear his passion and 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 his knowledge of what he's doing and why he's doing it uh, the the best way. And here's the other thing too is you know it says it right on his website. He goes, our our checkbook does the talking when it comes to the ingredients that we put in our thing because he'll be the first to tell you it's not the cheapest it's not the cheapest tortilla coming off the line. He, he says that's not what we're that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to produce the best product that we can locally, Colorado uh, community, the whole thing. And uh, I'm super excited to bring him onto the show. And so uh, that's called a segue because I'm going to bring him onto the show right now. Little Rich, how smooth, you doing, my man? How you doing? Segway. Well, very, I don't know. Very about, nice. I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, welcome to the Modern Eater Show. Thank you for coming down. You brought some tortilla chips. 
That's that's all I brought. One uh, box uh, of tortilla chips. No, you well, you brought something else too. You brought some pizza, but we can get in that in a second. Uh, we're gonna come back in the next segment and and talk to you a little bit more in depth about uh, what you're doing uh, over there at uh, Rocket Leaders Tortillas. But give somebody uh, just tell somebody you know what you are doing without the details, who you are, w- w- and do that in a minute. Okay, the, 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 the one-minute elevator pitch. Yeah, that's right. Pitch. Uh, well, uh, my name is Rich, Rich Schneider. I've been doing uh, tortillas for a long time with Rockalitas here, my brother and I, my brother Raul. Um, we're trying to really bend the food universe and make an insanely great and insanely innovative tortilla and chip to uh, for passionate chefs that share our same passion and celebration of food and add really add to the experience at the table. And it's, it's great to support the farms, the farmers that we do. It's fun to write a check and know that you're making a, a real difference in a local farmer. And uh, Colorado Eats was just a total celebration. Uh, to me, it was, it was equally that of our outstanding Colorado food scene. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, Rich is so hitting the nail. And what, what I would share with everyone out there, because, you know, you don't no no one's as lucky to get 15 minutes with Rich as I am today. And so the reality is, is when I talk to him, we know so many of the same yeah. same sources, you know, whether it's the oil that we're getting, the farms that he's using I, all around. There's just this connection. I, I, he's not organic, but he might as well be mm-hmm. because, you know, and I, I would never say that, quite honestly, because I'm beating that drum as you know jay so mm-hmm. hard i'm on the organic guy yeah and but the reality is is when i talk to him his passion around his ingredients are such a big deal and everyone should pay attention well uh, listen uh, we're going to get into his ingredients because i'm curious to know uh, he sent me home with some uh, spinach and garlic wraps that i keep talking about and i will keep <laughs> talking about because they're delicious we're going to talk about those and we're going to talk about some of uh, the the ingredients that are that go into his product and make it that good and i want to know about some organic things that may or may not be going in there and and if you can put a bell pepper in a tortilla so we're going to figure out uh, all that stuff when we come back here in just a second you're listening to the modern eater show on iHeartRadio. don't forget to check us out on instagram and facebook for all the fun videos and pictures just search the modern eater do you have the goods Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. 
infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. The 35th Annual Great Chefs of the West, the premier tasting event of Denver, featuring 25 of the best restaurants in the city, including Beast and Bottle, Izakaya Den, Low High Steak Bar, Mercantile Dining and Provision, The Populist, Range, Rioja, Sushi Den, and many more, all benefiting the National Kidney Foundation. This year's event is Thursday, March 15th at the Exto Event Center in the Rhino Art District. The 35th Annual Great Chefs of the West. Buy your tickets today at kidney.org slash greatchefswest. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from For My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on Season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. (laughs) I'm also on season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. (laughs) And you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. You are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Jay Parker here, Brian Freeman from Growers Organic, and Little Rich from Rocketlita's Tortillas. Greg has the night off. He's out in Florida messing around. And Brian, uh, they are James Diaz. Yes. Is putting together something over there that smells delicious. James Diaz is a true Colorado Tex-Mex barbecue and catering. He'll be up in the next segment. And right now, he is cutting up what looks to be a dead uh, animal I feel that bad. smells no, delicious. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's not even a dead animal. That's life over so there. That's just delicious. a regeneration of something else to make sure guys like me... Because I know you're you're not doing that. Like at the, I, I mean, are we going to be in the twenty percent tonight, Jake? Can we? I, I can we sneak you a little bit of this? A little rich. I'm on a weird diet that some of our listeners probably know because I talk about it all the time. So you know, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's boring. <laughs> but uh, I'm on a weird diet to where I cut out a lot of things that are enjoyable in my life, uh, like uh, marriage does that as well, <laughs> and not just to the diet. <laughs> well, uh, like spe- uh, speaking of diet, uh, <laughs> let's jump. Let's jump into your tortillas real quick. Because I have to know. So I'm eating these spinach and garlic wraps. And uh-huh. I told you how, I, how I'm how i eating them. I don't need anything else with the just. I just need the wrap. And if I didn't have if I didn't have the means to heat it up, then I, I could live without that too. But all I do is heat it up and I eat it. And I'm Well, you said there's something else in there. Seltzer Your water. Your glass of seltzer water. I drink yeah, seltzer water, yeah. yes. But, Can uh, I get you a lemon wedge with that, my friend? <laughs> well, let's not talk crazy, all right? I'll leave the lemon out unless it's organic, of course. <laughs> Uh, but little Rich, talk about some of the ingredients that go into your tortillas, and let's just start with that spinach wrap, for example. You know, like how do you fuse what I would assume is fresh spinach, right, uh, into a wrap? Or tell me how that goes. And then Brian, I want you to kick in with uh, something you think from Growers Organic that might be an interesting spin that, that hasn't been put in a tortilla before, and maybe we could make the brainchild of a, of a tortilla mm-hmm. right in studio here. And that's a really put me on the line there. That's a well, way. that's why. What's something that Rich does? You know, we've got the maestro over here of tortillas, and I'm supposed to come up with something this guy hasn't done? The maestro? When does that guy show up? I want to talk to him. (laughs) The tortilla. uh, Little Rich, they call you the tortilla savant. Savant. So start with that, uh, the the garlic spinach wrap, and and just tell me how that all, how it turns out to get into my stomach. How does that work? You know, it's actually, it's pretty simple. Um, on the, on that wrap, for example, we're using fo- you know we try to focus on local hyper local products. So even that wheat, it's a it's all Colorado grown. 
uh, wheat, unbleached, unbromated. So, and that's uh, some of it. We will use the organic flour, and that mill is literally ten blocks from my plant. Oh wow! Arden Mills organic thing. Yep. So with that flour, we'll mix in the Colorado Mills oil. Uh, we've got our functional ingredient blend, and then we we're mixing in the difference on ours is most of most uh, companies. Uh, and I'll focus on tortilla companies. They will put a powdered spinach. They'll put green food coloring, and they'll go, okay, there's a spinach. And there's spinach in it, and it's true. They can put spinach on the label. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I prefer to do, what we do, is we get purees and extracts of the actual vegetables. It's a puree. It's a paste. Okay. Um, a, a red chili tortilla that I make, I use the purees of chilies instead of chili powder because, to me, you can get the greatest chili powder in the world. If you go to taste it, it's like hot dirt. It doesn't have a real wide flavor yeah. profile. It won't be as aromatic. It won't lo- uh, last as long as you're eating. Um, so that's what we do. It's really how we execute that, and it does cost more, but it makes a better product. That spinach and even the chili tortillas, most of our flavored tortillas, you can smell what it is through the bag. Yes, you can. I can attest to that because you can. It's like my cars constantly smell like corn or spinach or chili (laughs) and like one wrap that we did last year. And, you know, we might have something that we do something organic with. And that uh, last year we were invited down to the Colorado Ag Day, which is a celebration of Colorado agriculture. It's at the state capitol. I got paired up with the Colorado Pork Producers and the Pueblo Green Chili Growers Association which is down in Pueblo. Yep. Oh, yeah. And so we made a wrap using Pueblo green chilies, and we were pureeing them, and it was fantastic. It, it, the, the, it had the heat. Uh, some people were like it was a little too much, and to be honest, I'm like, well, that's okay. If uh, I would rather uh, – I, I don't want to disappoint somebody. If they expect it to have some kick, it better have some kick. kick yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then I also have uh, – well, th- so th- that's what we did with the green chili. And that, we were doing a demo. I also like to do things with three ingredients. Um, with that, we got uh, ham, a cold ham, and uh, uh, sliced uh, Palisade peaches and did a wrap. And so you tasted the salt from the ham, the sweet from the peach. And then you finally, the last thing you tasted was that how, the, the green chili coming out of the tortilla. Wow, wow. That's, that just sounds so good. So, you know, what we're trying to make in the scope of all of it is most of your chefs are painting. They're painting with protein, uh, a vegetable, a, a sauce. And really where our tortillas fit in, our wraps and all that, it's a canvas. And I'm trying to make a compelling canvas that adds to the story. But I also know my place on the plate. It can't overpower what they're doing. Now I see the savant right here. I mean, listen to Weird. Him. Well, they're, I'm weird. I'm they're, they're, he, he's, he has boiled it down that the chefs are painting. And he's so true. I mean, and it's it, it he, is. you just put it in context that they're painting on your tortillas. And that's a big deal because I don't think people realize it. You, it, it's from the ground up when you're building a plate for any chef, you know. And yep. and some are learning, you know, how expensive it is when you're building that base all on meat. You're not going to be able to get the margins that you need. And the reality is, is you know, restaurants need to stay in business. They mm-hmm. need to get a, a decent margin on their food. And you know, in some ways, I say we need to stop over serving people because, you know, drop that drop that portion size down. Put some great things around it, and you have a real plate. I think that's going to be probably the next big challenge to any of us in the food industry, is that it used to be make it look good, make it look pretty, uh, lo- local, and all that is real popular right now. But I think the next thing is going to be 
make it legitimately healthy for me. Yep. Make it the right portion size. The only um, way to try to do your value proposition has got to move beyond a heaping pile of plate. Yeah. It's Wait, got to move beyond. Doesn't that. that blow you away? I mean, not not to disparage anyone, but this whole thing at Olive Garden, like, I don't need a bottomless plate of pasta. G- give me enough. Listen, when I'm in the mood, I'm going to eat everything you put in front of me, and that's not okay. I, You know, I'll be yep. over, you know, 300 yep. pounds before I know it. Yep. And, the, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a great point. Greg? Or Jay is sitting well, right here. Uh, sorry, man. I, I'm looking over to that hot seat there with yeah, our. No, I'm not Greg. Brian, I already told you he's I in know. Florida. We look a little <laughs> bit different. Well, listen, I agree with everything you guys are saying. And the it, it's an uphill battle trying to fight that marketing of what you you used Olive Garden as a reference. You know, it's an uphill battle trying to fight that uh, that marketing of endless this and and eat more and eat and and this is a better value and it's a better value but i also think that it's it's forums like this that bring awareness to, to those exact points that we need and it's like we need guys like little rich and we need guys like brian at growers organic that have the same mindset and and, and to be on the same page of that view of to say hey listen you have to change the way you you eat because you don't need uh, you know to overindulge in really anything i mean if you do it because you want to that's one thing but don't do it because you think you need to or because the marketing that you see on television is telling you that's what you need to do i don't need a big gulp as big as my head no that's, but, but they're that, delicious that much hot tub size <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, but but they're delicious. But I, I mean, you know, Rich, with, with the way you guys, uh, you know, run your business over there, you're not trying to sell some, sell more to somebody than they, than they really need. You're just trying to, you know, make a good product and 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 complement what they're doing with it. Well, that's what I think. You know, chefs, the big challenge is to make that little bite taste like it's the this, this, this size of a football, mm-hmm. and like in the art world. So, a an expensive Van Gogh doesn't need to be the size of a billboard. To get that price, it's what went into it. What what was the the passion? What was the intensity? What was the story? And I think slowly people are turning into that, where the, it's it's like that's what I want. And I, I think there's going to be a kind of a parad- a large paradigm shift. Yeah. And I think the people in that. And that's why I got so excited at Colorado Eats, because I'm like the people that are gonna that are gonna change that that are gonna move the direction. They were in that room. They Those really, are yeah. the people that that's what's that's what's exciting. I was mad I didn't have a booth. They <laughs> sold out before I could get my booth. Well, that will not happen next year. Next I'll, year I'll make sure. Shot. I mean, we we, we know not. the right people. I hope. Well, not. Yeah. Well, but it's it's interesting because you know what? A lot of it was it's it's about flavor mm-hmm. and not about just huge, you know, it's a huge size portions. It's about let me give you some real big flavor so you feel like you're getting your money's worth, Absolutely. you know, I mean, I think that that was the whole thing is, is we've moved to where everybody, I, I can't tell you, it kills me when I walk in a kitchen and everything is pre-made and you're, you're like, are, are you guys chefs or are you guys cooks? It, there should be no boxes, you know, n- nothing, everybody should be making their own stuff. And it kills me when somebody getting wings out of a bag that's already seasoned, all they're doing is dumping them in a deep fryer, go a little bit further than that. I agree. They've got to show some love. And and also, though, in, in fairness to some of them, I know because of the lack of, of help, of labor, they've had to pick their battles. Yeah. But you're absolutely mm-hmm. correct. When you see somebody who's got the skill set, who has the time, and they just phone it in, that, that 
that actually it, it uh, upsets me very much. And I'll use those words as opposed to something else that I would want to say. <laughs> That's the voice of little Rich uh, Richard Schneider from uh, Rocket Leaders Tortillas. Coming up in the next segment, you, you don't want to miss this because the, this room is just filled with the with the best smell on planet Earth, and that's thanks to uh, James Diaz. And he's an he's an Austin guy. He's a Texas guy, and I'm a California guy. By the way, the Coloradans don't like Texans and Californians, but that's for a totally different kind of show. Uh, but he he his business is is true Colorado Tex-Mex barbecue and catering. He's out in Littleton, five nine nine West Littleton Boulevard. You can look him up online, no problem. But uh, more importantly, he's going to be on the show when we come back. Yeah, and great, we're gonna, great story. Great story. It's a great story, and it's and it's great barbecue. And so we're going to eat some of it in the break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about it. That's what we're going to do. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Belgium is a country the size of Maryland, and it's home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, vit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures, and I look forward to you being my next guest. We'll be back to the show in just a second, and what a show it is. I just ate a piece of tri-tip, and I am, I'm living in heaven right now. But before we get back to the show, we're going to do uh, Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. Jeff Rourke is the guy specializing in the installment and maintenance of all your draft line needs, whether it's wine, water, nitro, obviously Colorado craft beer. This is your guy. You want to give him a call. It's 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke's a family guy, you know? Yeah, we was talk- at the Summit House the other night. Yeah, we Or talk- Salvage. Uh, salvage. Oops, oh, that yeah. was a slip. That was a slip. He was at the Salvage. <laughs> it's the Salvage. Yeah, he was there for dinner. But he just put in uh, Punchbowl Social Chicago. He's done five jobs for Lost Highway Brewing, Old Chicago and Brighton, Lucky Pie in, in Niwad, uh, the new Tap 14 with 70 taps. I mean, the list goes on and on. And the people in the business that that know Jeff, they know that he's, he's the guy to call. That's why they say, just call Jeff. You should do that too if you're in the need of anything draft line uh 
craft beer, coffee, water. You want to pour your beer the way it's supposed to be poured out of those lines. Because, Brian, if you're not pouring an efficient beer out of those draft lines, what are you doing? You are pouring your money down the drain. Don't pour your money down the drain, you guys. I'm telling you, call Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. All right, back to the show, and we're just going to jump right in because I just had a piece of tri-tip that melted in my mouth. I want to welcome to the show Mr. James Diaz. He's an Austin, Texas guy, and his business out here is True Colorado Tex-Mex Barbecue and Catering. You can find him at 599 West Littleton Boulevard uh, in Littleton. Uh, James, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me out. Of course. Uh, I want to get into your food, and I'm, I want to do what you actually brought in our uh, In the Kitchen segment, which will be the next segment. So before we get to what you brought, and I know everybody wants to know, because, oh. and they know it's tri-tip, because I already, I already let no, the No, that's just one back. piece. There's that's way just, more than there, that. There's, there's way, way more. more. But before we get into what you brought, I want to get into who you are and what your business is and you know your, your relationship with Little Rich. You were telling me uh, in between uh, during the commercials that it's you make your own tortillas and little rich helps you with his recipe and it's almost like why would little rich help anybody with their tortilla recipe not to say that he's not the nicest guy in the world but he also you know has uh, rocketita's tortillas so talk about who you are from austin texas what brought you out here and and the business you put together basically uh we were in texas uh, about 10 years ago and uh, a lot of our friends had uh had older kids at that point we saw the kids coming back from you know, college up here, you know, coming back from Boulder and Fort Collins and they're running around eating everywhere and not holding still. And we're like, what are y'all doing? There's no tortillas up there. There's no barbecue. <laughs> There's no Tex-Mex. And, you know, we thought about this and, you know, how we grew up down there and what, what we have, we just didn't believe that what we have there isn't everywhere. You know, we had been in our little well the whole time and never seen the ocean. So basically uh, we put a little research into it and decided to take the leap of faith. And here we are. So Colorado just kind of stood out to you, like uh, this, you know, that would be an interesting place to do this kind of barbecue, or wh- where were some of the other places that, that you looked, and then and then you decided on Colorado. It would be hard to get mesquite wood to Northern California, or you know, like the Bay Area. Getting mesquite wood to like Oregon would be quite troublesome. So logistically, I, I I'm really close to Texas still. I could see my mom in 12 hours, so trouble she said. Hey, listen. <laughs> You know, being able to see mom at yeah. 12 yeah. That's, that's, that's like the perfect that's distance. That's the selling point. Uh, it actually is a sort of perfect <laughs> that's distance. That's the perfect yeah. distance the way. Yeah. When you're not in the mood, you could say, Mom, it's 12 it's hours. Drive. Come on. <laughs> you know, you know, James has his mom's mom listening to this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and a lovely woman, I'm sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, t- talk about uh, Little Rich and, and how you guys uh, met each other in, in, in that relationship. Westward had done an article on us, and uh, recently after that or before that, I'd seen an article about Rockelitas, and I love tortillas, everything about tortillas. And uh, I had uh, saw Rich on social media, and Rich reached out to me, and I reached out to Rich, and Rich sent me a three-pound box to uh, to the location I'm at right now at uh, 599 West Littleton Boulevard. I walked into work, and I had a package from Rich, and I was like, man, that's really, really nice. You don't have that kind of you know character anymore in this type of industry especially in some kind of uh you know 
tortilla industry industry you know people could have some kind of animosity or whatnot uh whatever however you see it but rich was just so uh, open and nice from the get-go and uh, i was looking to develop a barbecue burrito because i have my own tortillas but i needed a corn tortilla for a corn option and i also needed a larger like 13 inch wrap and this guy's this guy's wraps man and his tortillas i mean you can't forget about it yeah yeah i mean it's it's fresh it's local you you can't you can't beat it period point blank uh and then the the company that that you're supporting supports you and the people behind it and they're just amazing people i can't say enough good things about rich and uh definitely lucky to have them Right on. Uh, so, true Colorado Tex-Mex barbecue and catering is uh, a food truck, right? You're doing the food truck thing. Do yes, you ever, sir. Do you ever think about a brick and mortar, or have you done that and didn't like it? Or, or no, sir. No, sir. In the future, we definitely want to go brick and mortar, slow and steady, and uh, definitely pairing uh, local Colorado wines and local Colorado beers with good uh, smoked meats. And the future is definitely on the menu. And we're looking forward to some country music and all that good stuff on Friday <laughs> oh, and Saturday. Listen, like, are we talking old country over oh, yeah. here? Or I'll, new country? We'll, we'll have a little, little Lucas, Lucas Nelson, and maybe a little Jimmy Buffett on on Wednesdays. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, organic products are you uh, throwing in there with your barbecue? We're doing a lot of Sakura, uh, Japanese Durox, all grass fed uh, porks. We're doing all natural uh, poultries. We got our certified angus uh two percent uh brisket as well as our beef uh line uh tri-tip that you just sampled definitely uh we go above and beyond uh i i get into it with my salespeople. if they don't have i, I just get a new one mm-hmm. yeah we, we're very strict on raw materials i, I want to source the best you know something that i eat every day that i feed to my son Mm-hmm. And that I could look my customer in the face and say, this is the best on the market. Mm-hmm. This is it. See, Brian, I like that, you know, and, yeah. and, and I touched on it in the last segment because Little Rich does the same things at Rockalita's Tortillas to where it's like if something costs a little bit more to have my product because because it's better, I know it's better because I see the ingredients that go into it. And in, in these gentlemen's cases, they cut the checks for the ingredients so they know that the you know what they're getting. But I, I, I love that because I'm somebody as cheap as I am, and I'm not cheap, I just don't have money, but I'll spend an extra dollar to for something that I know is better rather than settle for something that it's a couple bucks cheaper. Well, a, a big conversation I've had with every chef all the time um, is because in, the reality is is either they get it or they don't. But I will always pay a little more at any restaurant if it's quality. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line. So don't be afraid to raise your price a dollar because the reality is, is you know, look at We go out nowadays. I remember... 20 years ago, you would never think a hamburger would be $15. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, a good hamburger, you're expecting to pay $15. And I will... Really? Gla- yeah, for a good... If you're going to get some good meat. And okay. that's the whole thing. Okay. If you're getting some good, uh, a mixed ground that, that people care about it, that it might, it might be, you know, whether it's a grass-fed corn finish, you know, whether it's a pure grass-fed, whether it's organic, mm-hmm. you're willing to pay that, or at least I am. For good food, and I get disappointed when I get charged that, and somebody brings me out some frozen patty yep. that's been sitting in a warehouse for ten months. Little Rich James, you guys must uh, have to share that same uh, um, 
outlook on that, right? If you go out to dinner, if you go somewhere, and something that somebody's selling you is a little bit more pricey than, I guess, what what you'd want it to be, I mean, you can't really, you have to go, like, I get it. Oh, ab- right. Absolutely. I mean, and you're and you're not happy that you're spending more money, but you're happy knowing you're spending more money. Whether it's whether it's because it's a local product, so you know it costs a little bit more because they're making everything local and they're not bringing in large shipments of of garbage to make it. You know, just to make everything uh, bigger. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. For I sure. think I think it's all about you know when you when you go out and eat, it's such an intimate thing. Something that someone's preparing, you're you're nourishing yourself with it. And if it's got that spirit, if it's got that that karma, that in, intangible thing in it, I have no problem paying more. And I think there's a, a larger percentage of the population that is going in that direction, too. James, I went out and saw him. It was cold, standing in the trailer, and we're talking. And within 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to be a, beyond a customer. I want to help this guy. And, you know, I've been doing this, I'm older than dirt, so I've been doing it a long time. And I've got a few people in my, I still call it a Rolodex. That's how old I am. I love, I love that. I love that. Uh, I've What's got a, a Rolodex? Yeah. <laughs> Pound it out on your Blackberry there. It's all right. <laughs> but I was like, you know, this guy, I mean, James, and I say I'm weird. And, and I take it as, a, I mean it as a compliment. James is weird about his barbecue. He gets into it where 80% of the people are, probably look at James and I like, these guys have lost it. But there's that 20%. That they're like, thank God, somebody's that weird about tortillas or barbecue, and so when I when I recognize that in him, and I mean, you guys are seeing it already in in minutes. Um, how can you not want to help this guy? So that's that's how we got together. I do love the fact that we're sitting around this table. This is Brian Freeman over here, folks. Um, and we're at this table, and he's talking about the twenty percent, and I swear. The whole room is filled with twenty percent. Absolutely, where it, it's and that's why I said it's one of the greatest shows tonight because the reality is we have a room full of people that are just this passionate about their ingredients, about the core of what they're doing, their passion behind their business shows, and that's I I think that that is truly what the American dream should be all about. And uh, yep. the people that Brian Freeman from Growers Organic is talking about is Mr. Dustin Evans from Rocker Spirits, who you'll hear from in the next hour, who has some, uh, some fun news about his whiskey. You'll also uh, hear from uh, Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade Brewing. you hear from Zach Christofferson from Chain Reaction a Brewing Company. And then, of course, Marvin Williams from uh, Brucey's is still on deck to come up. But when we come back from the break, this is, it's our In the Kitchen segment. And we're not in the kitchen, but we're kind of in the Smells kitchen. Like we are it. in the Smells kitchen like around it. It smells like we're in the kitchen, right? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do our in the kitchen from the studio, and we're going to have – and James is going to tell us about all the delicious things he brought and and what they they are and how many of them I won't eat and (laughs) the whole nine yards. But it's because of my diet. We're going to do that when we get back. You're listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct 
distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, it's Jay Parker. You guys hear us talk about John Irvin and gluten-free things all the time. Listen to what our good friend Chef Keegan Gerhardt from D-Bar Denver and the Food Network had to say. I want to give a shout-out to John, by the way. I know he's sponsoring the uh, In the Kitchen part. He was super gracious to us at D-Bar this past week. He brought by a bunch of his gluten-free goodies and some hoagie rolls and flour mixes and all kinds of great stuff. So, yeah, if, that's, if you have that need, that guy's on top of it. John is uh, super great. I met him thanks to you guys and the viewing party at Carrie's at Bordeaux. Yeah, he gave us the hookup. So I just want to say a big thanks, Dan. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? Listening to the Modern Eater Show, the ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen, brought to you by Gluten Free Things, a dedicated gluten free and vegan bakery in Arvana. Well, it's in the kitchen, but it's uh, in the studio in the kitchen tonight. We've got our uh, new friend of the show, James Diaz, uh, an Austin, Texas guy, came out to Colorado, said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to make my food, my Austin, Texas barbecue here in Colorado, and that's what he did. And it's called True Colorado Tex-Mex Barbecue and Catering. We're going to do In the Kitchen, uh, sponsored by our good friend at Gluten-Free Things, Mr. John Irvin. And we're going to get to a Brucey's where you can find John Irvin's uh, delicious product if you are vegan and gluten-free. Because, Brian, more and more people are turning vegan and gluten-free. And there's, there's the lifestyler part and there's the health part. But the lifestyler part is making a big dent to where it's like, listen, I'm not uh, eating gluten-free because I can't handle it or because I feel bad when I eat it. I'm just cutting it out of my diet because I really don't think it's uh, going uh, going too good for me. I don't want to go down that, that, that direction. And the same thing with organic to where yeah. it's like, hey, listen, an apple's good. You know, an, or, an organic apple is technically a little bit better. So well, if you want to do that, do that. Yeah, we're getting back to basics. That's the reality with all these things. You know, we, we added gluten. To make to make the wheat stronger, and it was more about what the what the producer needed or the seed company needed to get more more grain. Yep. 
out of it. It wasn't about us. And that's, that's the thing is, is, you know, when you look at the pesticides, the herbicides and all the stuff that we're putting into the planet, it was this myth that we're going to get a bigger yield that's just going to be more water resistant or, or and, and need less water. But it's, we're finding out it's all a myth okay. with all these things over and over that the stuff we're putting in isn't really doing any better. It's actually doing us harm. And last week was a big, big thing. A federal court is taking on the Roundup. It's, it's, a, it's unprecedented. Quite honestly, not a lot of people know about it, but it could be one of the biggest, bigger than tobacco class action lawsuits if this federal judge sees what, what Roundup has done to our whole food system. All right, now segue that into barbecue and James. Okay, well, the, but the reality is, is <laughs> now I sent you if, down. There. If you, oh no, I, I will segue it right into because Do it. because we're in the kitchen with James Diaz here. Mm -hmm. His true Colo Mex food, right? Colorado Tex Mex. I he's got four different kinds of meats, three, four different, uh, three different well, kinds of meats back here. Well, let's go. And to it's the, just let's it, go to I'm the, not I'm not going to tell you yet. Let's go to the meat's mouth. Yeah, James, in the kitchen, the Modern Eater Show. What did you bring in for us? Uh, tell me what you brought. How you prepared it? Give me all the juicy details. They're all smoked today. It's all our smoked meat, no grill products, but we got our uh, smoked uh, Secura Duroc uh, pork loin right now. We got our uh, certified Angus. Uh, tri-tip we got our certified angus uh brisket over there mm. we got some andouille sausage that we outsourced as us an outsource and we're going to be making some more in the future when uh, i start to get some staff that uh definitely uh could take on some duties with me but uh definitely uh there's a lot of goodies over there are you big are you a big sauce guy? i'm sorry rich are you a big sauce guy uh, sauce. Where I'm coming from as a kid, the only the only big sauce guy that could get away with that is Scott Roberts. It, it, it is Salt Lake. Yeah. It, Texas barbecue has got to be a dry rub, and uh, saucing is, is is something I don't know. It's, it's for onions and pickles on the side. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. dipping like chips, but your meat should never need sauce. I like that, Little Rich. You were gonna say what were you gonna no, say? He brought some chicken too. The chicken's incredible. That's Rich's favorite. He loved it. Rich will sit there and knock down the chicken tacos like nobody's business. <laughs> hey, tacos. Who doesn't love a good taco? You know, and, well, and with uh, with with little Rich in the room, I think that you know we're pretty safe with the whole tortilla thing. That's a good thing. Rich, we'll jump in. Let's jump into tacos because uh, he says you ki you kill him over over at his spot. Uh, what's uh, what's your what's your perfect taco? What's the tortilla? What's the meat? What's the what's the ingredients? Because I have mine. That's a California kid. I have mine. So I and I don't and I don't waver. I'll eat another taco. When mm -hmm. I go out to places, and James is shaking his head, I don't know. I, I really don't know how they do it in Texas, to be totally honest. But I, I share a kinship with uh, kinship with him because the, the Coloradans hate both of us, right? So, <laughs> yes, they so, Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I already feel closer to him, you know. But I have a taco in my mind. But I want to get it from from Little Rich, somebody that makes tortillas for a living. What's Boy. your What's your taco, man? That you know, that's a tough one. It's kind of like, what do you like? Blondes, brunettes, redheads. <laughs> I mean, it, that, that's kind of the deal. Um, I can. What I like about James is tortillas, and is that they're they're very simple. It's a very clean flavor. Mm -hmm. He's got some chew to it, so it's got that artisanal bread type of feel to it. It just holds up. It smells great. He's doing a great job. And I'm selling plenty of product. I don't have to make every tortilla in the world, and mm -hmm. I have no problem helping helping well, James or well, anyone. You didn't answer well, the question what meat do you at like all? in it the most, though? 
I was trying to be politically correct there. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm you can still too. you can be you can be politically. I mean, we're just talking about a taco, man. You know what? Well, it's a lot of tacos. I, I tell you, if I if I if I have to go to, to uh, one restaurant right now to have tacos, I don't mean a restaurant. No, I'm just mean a oh, taco recipe. Taco? Like, what's your favorite taco? Like, uh, you, what do you put in it? I don't mean where you go okay, to let them I, put I, it in. I've it. I've got that. I've got yeah, that. Yeah, and actually, okay. it's it's by uh, Kevin Morrison at Pinche Tacos. He's got a fried chicken. Uh, that he does, uh, that's got a little, it's hot, salty, little uh, a crisp, mm-hmm. and then he's got this agave that he puts on it. So it's just, it, it, it just goes hungry. all different directions. It's incredible. I, I can't go there and not have that taco. Okay, uh, James. Same question. What's you? What's you? Well, maybe I should rephrase it, Brian. Maybe it should be like, if you could only eat one taco, and I don't mean it doesn't have to say you don't have to pick a restaurant. I just mean the ingredients that you like in a taco. And maybe I'll do it this way. I'll tell you what mine is because and. and I've had a thousand different. It's a carne asada taco, mm-hmm. and I say it like that: carne asada taco. Mm-hmm. And all I want on it is diced onions, as much cilantro as you can put on it, and then that wherever I'm getting it, that that place is salsa, you know, there 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 or hot sauce or something like that, mm-hmm. and a little bit of lime. Normally, I'd put the salt if I wasn't doing the the, the low sodium thing along with the rest of my stuff. But that's my taco. Right, so you know wherever you want to get that from, everybody does a carne asada taco, right? But that's my—I could eat that for the rest of my life. Uh, James, what, what's your what's your taco? We got one that, that that's a bit different. I don't think there's one like it here in the whole state, more or less. On a homemade tortilla, uh, we got a brisket taco, corner flour tortilla, flour okay. Tex-Mex style. Okay, and uh, you know we—we—that's we, why I—I'm I, happy. I'm good friends with Rich, and I could go and put a hairnet on and run through the factory to get the corn tortillas because we need those for our, our pulled pork tacos. Mm-hmm. Our pork tacos, we like to do Rich's uh, corn, corn and uh, also um, definitely uh, I mix it up here and there with uh, some chicken tacos uh, with the corn. But uh, with the brisket taco on the Tex-Mex side, we do uh, the flour tortilla with uh, chopped uh, pickles, onions, cilantro, lime, and uh, jalapeno. Ooh, that wow, that that does sound good, man. Good. It's a different pop with Beautiful. the pickle. It's it's something that I mean, people have had tacos, but uh, you guys ever had a taco with a pickle in it? I have not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have either. Because mine, you know, my favorite's just a, a little cheek. I like the barbacoa mm-hmm. with just uh, some onions, yes, sir. cilantro, and a little bit of the manchego right yeah. on top. That's all it takes yeah. for me. I'm simple, you know. Four ingredients. I, I'm I'm simple too. I t- I told you mine. Uh, so. That's it? Yeah, no. That's well, no, thing? it doesn't. But you're not even describing all the food over here because we're in the kitchen right now. We're with James Describe, Diaz in the kitchen. You're sitting closest. Look over and, and, yes. and tell me what you see, <laughs> Like I said, we've got the three different kinds of meats, the the two different kinds of uh, steak, the Angus. We've got the brisket and the tri-tip. Oh, actually, we've got four because there was chicken on that. But uh, we have our friend Dustin in here from Rocker Spirits tonight, um, and there is no more chicken on that plate. Um, but there is, I see, a little bit of uh, pork on there, and the pork, I'll tell you what, melted, melted in your mouth. Um, that that was so darn good. Then you look at what we've got from Abrushi's right over there. That's that's a whole. You, I'll tell you what, we're, we'll talk a little bit more about Arugatoni that sausage. in the next hour. Yeah, there's hour. And booze. There's two pizzas. Modern Eater Show. Oh. I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. 
We will start drinking now when we're drinking some delicious chain reaction beer and some delicious spice trade brewing beer and some delicious rocker spirits. And that brings me to this gentleman, Mr. Marvin Williams, the general manner of general manager of a Brucey's Fire and Wine at 2200 Youngsfield in Lakewood. Marvin, you've been on the show before. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. If you haven't been to uh, a Brucey's Fire and Wine out in Lakewood, uh, Brian, this place oh, I've is... I've been. I've been. They're their new doing, location. Yeah, the new location. They're doing good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's not a thing. It's it's a thing. Well, it it goes to the to the fact of what Marvin brought us tonight. The reality is, is this is the general manager. This is a guy who's running the show. He's in the weeds every day with everyone. And what is he doing? He's making limoncello. <laughs> you know, tell he, tell me what you know. Usually, he, well, you think your bartenders are stepping up to the plate. You think someone well, else would be stepping up to the plate. I, what but I, it's Marvin because he cares. What I'd like, it's Marvin, incredible. Marvin yeah. does care. But Marvin, what I'd like you to do is uh, tell us about uh, a Brucey's Fire and Wine, and then we're going to get to your limoncello. We're going to get the Rocker Spirits is now on your shelf. We're going to get to all that. But walk us through, uh, you know, what you guys are doing at a Brucey's. Sure, sure. Um, a Brucey's has been around about eighteen years. We started out uh, about ten blocks north. In a, in next to Chili's. Uh, we're there for 16 years and then built a new location 10 blocks south, so we're at 22nd in Youngfield. And it's been great. We've we built this new location, uh, got a lot of new things going on. Uh, I brought back the limoncello. Um, we do a lot of gluten-free stuff, a lot of you know gluten-free things um, as well. Um, A-plus beverage. We did our draft system. Uh, we got 18 that drafts on. That guy's everywhere. Yeah, got 18 drafts on uh, online. Um, also have a couple cocktails on draft. Um, great, good, classic Italian food uh, with the, with an American flavor to that. Got some short ribs that are amazing. Um, just really trying to trying to do what we can and talking about the passion of of the kitchen and everything like that. That's what we do. I mean, we make sure that we uh, if it's not good enough, we change it. Why don't you give a shout out to your kitchen over there and your chef who's doing. Uh, this on you know day to day every yeah. day he's he's trying to put together recipes that people are going to groove on. Yeah, Jake Erdman he's uh, does a great job for me. He's worked for me for about a year and a half now, and uh, day in and day out. I mean, he's constantly looking at things and seeing if we can change things, make things better. Um, if the quality's not there, if the purveyor's not there, then we change things. That's why we're talking to Brian. I mean, we're we're trying to do the best things that we can. Uh, you like you got to appreciate it. And, yeah. and again, I'll come back. Their new place is so beautiful. You know, I went Thank to you. their old place. It was it was right behind Applejack, Youngsfield. It had been there for quite a while, and um, they wanted a, a freshen up. I guess I mean they've got the brand new building. It's all standalone. It's beautiful. You got plenty of parking. You know, you can't go wrong. I mean, and the address, please. Is twenty two hundred Youngfield. Yeah. So we were down uh, to Abrushi's and visited with Marvin Williams uh, a couple weeks ago, and we brought Dustin Evans. He brought his whiskey down, and we did the thing and. You know, you should talk to this guy about his whiskey, and, and you did, and you talked to him, and you and you you brought it on, and you know, you brought on a couple bottles, and you said, "Hey, listen, we'll just see what happens." You know, we'll bring in a couple, and, and uh, you had to bring in a couple more. Yeah, I had to call Dustin yesterday and, and uh, say, "I'm sorry to call you on a Friday afternoon, but I'm going to run out tonight." And he brought out six more bottles, and and uh, it's really great. We're doing it old fashioned, rocker old fashioned, and that's just been going phenomenal. Um, what, do you guys, what do you guys put in your old fashioned? Because Greg's not here, but he's an old fashioned connoisseur. Know. You know, I was disappointed he wasn't here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry to let you down, Marvin. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but what do you? What, what's your? Uh, what's your recipe for this? So we 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 start off with, of course, just incredible rocker whiskey. Um, put that in there. Do a couple orange peels. Put that in there. Do a little bit of simple syrup. Uh, we do Reagan's orange bitters. 
take some ice, stir that up, put that into, strain that into a new glass with ice, do a little bit of orange zest on the top of that, burn that on there, and then we'd use bada bing cherries and put that on there. What's a, what's a bada bing cherry? Bada, bada bing cherry. Well, it's an Italian restaurant, so it's a good cherry. Oh. But it is a brand that's, <laughs> that we use that's just incredible. <laughs> I thought he was throwing in some lingo at me there that I wasn't ready for. <laughs> but so that's the brand is bada bing. Yes. Come on, it's Italian. Well, well, Come I mean, on. Yeah, I get, I get that part of it. Um, you'd mentioned something to me on the phone, uh, Marvin, that what you're doing with Rocker Spirits empty bottles. Would you so, enlighten us on yeah, that? Yeah, so what we're doing is every table, of course, gets water when they first come in, and we need to refill that water. So what we thought was a great idea was to take those incredible bottles that are just, they just look very beautiful, put those on the table with water in there. And so when somebody's pouring their glass, they're like, oh my God, this is an incredible bottle. And then we're like, well, you know what? That's with Rocker Spirits. We give them the little spiel, show them the little details on the, on the uh, table tents that, hey, you've got this, this whiskey, this, or this uh, uh, rum, this vodka, here's some stuff we can do. And it's a great selling point. And it looks very sexy on the tables. Do you guys have any tortillas? Not yet. Not yet. Well, I mean, you can do it. I got a wine tortilla for him. What do you have? I've got a wine tortilla. That's the voice of uh, Rich Schneider there, Rocket Leaders Tortillas. Tell tell us what a wine tortilla is, little Uh, Rich. Angelo's is actually using it on uh, Santa Fe. They're incorporating it into their charcuterie plate. Oh, really? uh, I even had the chef come down, uh, Chef Scotty, and pour the wine into the mixer. So I was like, here, here, you're going to see how much we put in it. And so what he'll do is he'll get the tortilla brush it with olive oil. Uh, this tortilla he'll do with a honey lavender. This one maybe something uh, garlic salt. This one maybe a little savory. Cut them into random shapes, bake them crisp, and use them as crostinis on a charcuterie plate. Wow. Well, that that sounds way out of the norm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, who's I'm, got that? I'm, I'm on surprised. Board for that. Yeah. Well, but one of the things I think we missed over at Abushi's is what, what our boy Marvin is doing over there is he's also got a rocker lemon drop. Which so you, we do. We yeah. have a rocker drop that I take my homemade limoncello that we make in-house. Uh, we go through about a case a week. We make that. It takes two weeks to, to, to make. And we add that to the rocker vodka, half of a lemon, and we're done. It's a very simple, nice lemon drop martini, but we call it a rocker drop, and it's awesome. That's it. Sounds delicious. What well, about wait, beer? You, let's talk. Let's talk wait, craft beer. I, I gotta. I gotta stop you, Jay. Yeah, Brian yeah. Freeman here. You missed one thing that he said. Did you hear how much limoncello he's moving through every week? Yeah, I, I, this, I heard two the, cases over there. So that, about, I mean, that tells me. You know, listen. When I bring my girlfriend, when I bring my wife, some she's got something to drink. Obviously, she's drinking it. Right. It's not just for after dinner. Yeah, I, I love to hear that. That's a lot of limoncello, and this is your recipe. Yes. Right? And yeah. Incredible. And th- that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I definitely enjoy it. Well, if you're going to give something to somebody, you want to be proud of it, and you want him to be very accepting. Uh, well, we couldn't keep him away, so uh, Mr. Greg Hollenbach is on the phone from Uh-oh. Florida. <laughs> live from so, the sunny state of Florida. Yeah, I think Live uh, from the, uh, is it the orange state? It is, it is, it is the orange state. Mr. Hollenbach, you're live on the Modern Eater Show. How are you? Do you know how to work the phone? Uh, well, uh, we're trying. <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear me? <laughs> Sounds like a lively show, boys. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. There's uh, there's food. There's beverage. There's personalities. Thanks to Little Rich, there, we have uh, we have the whole gamut. And we're excited Who's you called, house? Greg, because uh, you know. Like who's, a Christmas party. Who's in the house? We've got little Rich Schneider from uh, Rocket Leaders Tortillas. We have Mr. James Diaz from True Colorado Tex-Mex Barbecue and Catering. 
And uh, we're going to get to, we're talking with Marvin right now. You know Marvin Williams from Abrucci's. You remember that guy? Absolutely. Do you got a couple of breweries in the house? We do. Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade is here, and Zach Christofferson from Chain Reaction is here. And then a good friend of the show, Mr. Uh, Dustin Evans, set aside some time. He even made it down here as he cuts into a uh, fat piece of brisket from Mr. James Diaz. Uh, he's been quiet. Yes, he has. Uh, but he is the food, Greg. You're missing the food tonight. Um, is really kept Dustin at bay. You know what's going to be funny when the crew comes in here tomorrow and, and it still smells, smells it. like yeah. this. It's going to drive them crazy. Yeah, I should put a piece of brisket under behind <laughs> behind the corner of something just to see how long it lasts there. Greg, how's Florida, uh, buddy? How, you getting some sun out there? No, so I have to ask, how many people have headsets on? Because I know only a certain amount of people can hear me right now. So I just want to know who I'm, I'm talking to. <laughs> You're talking to uh, Marvin from Abrucci's, Little Rich, Zach Christofferson from uh, Chain Reaction, and Mr. Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. Great. So right now, immediately, Rich, first of all, the, uh, the tour of your factory and where you make your tortillas, it's uh, top-notch, bar none, man. You should be proud of everything you do. Well, thank but you. I see right now in the house, Brian Freeman, you need to get some of those organic vegetables, uh, at least some of the uh, uh, hatch tamales that he can bring to some tortillas, his little one-offs. Mm -hmm. and we can do one-offs all the time for people. I think that'd be fun. We're talking about it. Thank That's you. been Thank discussed. You. Yeah, yes, we've been, we've been talking. I appreciate that, Greg. Thank you. Yeah. And then the spent, the spent grain from Chain Reaction. That'd be pretty fun, too. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Where can that go? We'll have to talk more about that with Zach here tonight. Zach's coming up at 730. My favorite taco is a chicken taco with guacamole, uh, onions, uh, fresh, of course, organic from Brian, uh, jalapeno, and uh, tomato with a little bit of hot sauce on uh, one of your delicious tortillas, Rich. Well, thank you. Well, not to not to be that guy, but I you don't put guacamole on a taco. That's you don't do that, do. Greg. Who, who doesn't do that? I don't know. A little rich is that a thing? Do you put guacamole on your tacos? Oh, sour cream too. I, I I have done that. I actually I'll spray I'll, I'll I'll spread it on as a base on the tortilla ah, and then put the meat so that, and stuff and on. So it's it sticks. It can help stick it in there. Absolutely. Hey, an interesting base, guys, would be uh the tan that our friend Greg is getting on the beach there in the speedo. <laughs> Are you getting a nice base tan out there, Greg, and seeing some good restaurants, we hope? Uh first of all, I'm just stuck on these tacos from the last <laughs> segment, and I have to tell you, first you need a very warm tortilla and you put the cheese down first. If they don't put the cheese down first, don't trust them and then put your meat down whether it's chicken or beef. That's so true. You put any fresh ingredients on top of that, then the sour cream and then the hot sauce. <laughs> I like it. That sounds good. And you said chicken, you're a chicken guy? Yeah, I love chicken. But yeah. out here grouper is uh, if anybody loves fish, Grouper is great out here. Some fish tacos out in Florida for our, our friend Greg Hollenbeck from the Modern Eater. Fish tacos, yeah, we didn't get into fish tacos. That's a whole other conversation right there. Oh, well, fish it might have stunk up the place. So we've got, if, if you, Greg, were here, and, and this smell will be here next week, I'm sure, because I, I think the smoke has gotten into the ceiling. Um, yeah. we, we were smoking like it's nobody's business. We would give Colorado proud. A real good name here in the studio tonight with the four different kinds of meats, and um, I and there's even fresh onions. Greg, no, no, no. Can I say that again? Barbecue sauce needed. 
on this stuff tonight. That's right. No, I mean, what did he say? Let the meat, meat speak for itself. That's right. Hey, Greg, uh, we have to take a break. You want to hold on and come back and talk with uh, Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade? No way. I got to say, Jay, you're doing an excellent job. If uh, I wasn't needed, I wouldn't be needed, and I don't think I am, so I'm not coming back. And, Brian, you, my friend, are just holding it up like nobody's business. So have fun. When the uh, mouse is away, the cat will play. Uh, Yeah, something like like that. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you soon. I'll pick you up from the airport in a few days. All right, see you. Bye. Uh, so there he is. He couldn't stay away. We kind of kind of had the feeling. He called my cell. I ignored it. He's like, how can you ignore me? I will call the studio. I know the number. We're behind it right here. I have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more with uh, Marvin from Abrucci's, and we're going to get into Jeff Tyler and uh, Zach Christofferson from Chain Reaction, Spice Trade Brewing, right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street. Just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. The 35th Annual Great Chefs of the West, the premier tasting event of Denver, featuring 25 of the best restaurants in the city, including Beast and Bottle, Izakaya Den, Lohai Steak Bar, Mercantile Dining and Provision, The Populist, Range, Rioja, Sushi Den, and many more, all benefiting the National Kidney Foundation. This year's event is Thursday, March 15th at the Exto Event Center in the Rhino Art District. The 35th Annual Great Chefs of the West. Buy your tickets today at kidney.org slash greatchefswest. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. What the f***'s wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. We're back to the Modern Eater Show, iHeartRadio. Jay Parker sitting in Greg Hollenbach's chair. Greg is in Florida having a good time out there. He'll be back next week. Mr. Brian Freeman is my co-host tonight from Growers Organic, and we've been talking to more people to count. But right now, uh, we're going to be talking with Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade Brewing. Marvin Williams from Abrucci's is holding on. We're going to talk craft beer. Also, Mr. Where is he? Zach Christofferson from Chain Reaction is in the house uh we're just gonna make this a community thing for this last uh, half hour of show you guys i think so welcome uh to the show zach welcome back to the show mr marvin jeff tyler is pouring some spice trade brewing right now how is everybody doing good doing fantastic doing good all right good to hear we've got craft beer week coming up marvin over at brucey's i know you guys have some craft beer over there what kind of uh what kind of beers are you messing with these days yeah we're doing you know we've got 18 draft beers online and we do about nine of those we rotate those all the time 
Nine is a constant rotation. Yes, so nine is constant rotation. We're rotating. It's going to be stouts. It's going to be nitros. Um, there's lagers, ambers. Uh, we try to IPAs. We try to really do a lot of local, local, really local. Um, we got a gluten-free beer on tap from Holidayly, which Holiday is really nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fourteen. Stuff. I mean, there's a there's a lot of great beers that we've got that we rotate in, um, and when those stick. We leave them on for a couple months and then change it out. But usually it's about a, about a week, and then we're we're moving on to something else. And so it's nice. Holla Daily may or may not be part of our Craft Beer Week giveaway. They're amazing. May or may not. I'm waiting on one more brewery before I release the list and we make the video and we have a lot of fun with that. Uh, Jeff, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing my head right here. Yeah, that's the right name. God, there's so many people in the studio, Brian. I'm going a little berserk. <laughs> Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade Brewing. He may or may not be part of our Craft Beer uh, Week giveaway also. Yes, yeah. he is. Uh, welcome back to the program, Jeff. Good to be How back, Jay. Man, good to see you. It's good It's good to see you. It's been a little while since we hung it out. It has been. We hung out at the Tali Beer Dinner. You guys were hanging out, we eating did. some food, shooting some videos. We did. We did do that. And the Tali Beer Dinner was uh, over there at 7803 Ralston Road at the Yak and Yeti. That's where you're going to find uh, yep. Jeff Tyler and Spice Trade Brewing. Uh, let's just jump into what's new at Spice Trade, man. You guys are always doing something fun. Yeah, man, we got lots going on. Uh, the latest thing we got going on is a, a new bomber release, so I brought some here. Everyone's got some in front of them, but uh, it's a new beer. Uh, we released it for the first time last year. Uh, we brought it back again this year. It was a big fan favorite. It's called King Montezuma, and it's a Mayan chocolate imperial stout, so it was inspired by the ancient uh, Mayan Aztec recipe for chocolate, which was served as a hot, frothy drink kind of this drink for the gods. And so we wanted to recreate that in beer form. So it's got a really rich blend of dark roasted malt. It's got Mexican vanilla, which has a little woodiness, a little spice. It's got Cylon cinnamon, a little citrus cinnamon character, and it's got a blend of roasted chili peppers that typically go in mole. So it's got a real depth of, of flavor for, for the beer. I mean, where do it's, you come up? Where do you yeah. come up with these things, man? I mean, how do you do I, that? I just get, you know, I get inspired by an ingredient or something I eat or something I drink. And I just try to break it down component by component and put that into the beer. Um, we actually have a cool blog post on our website, spicetradebrewing.com, that breaks down kind of the inspiration of this beer, but it also gives a recipe for uh, making Mayan chocolate at home. So you have oh, to really? grind cacao nibs, you have to add the cinnamon, you have to add the vanilla beans, but it tastes awesome. You can actually taste kind of what chocolate used to taste like before it got you know, demonized into the sugary bar that everyone thinks of as chocolate today. Wow. Have you gotten anything from Brian over at Growers Organic yet as far as uh, some produce? To, you guys are into some good yeah. stuff, just like Intrepid Sojourner. You guys are into playing around with yeah. a lot of different kind of recipes. Have you messed around with any of Brian's uh, vegetables yet to throw You know, not yet. Um, I'd love to chat with him about the vegetables that he has. I know Andrew over at Intrepid Sojourner has used some of his, his squash and his uh, English IPA with some fenugreek mm -hmm. and some other stuff. And, you know, I'd love to chat with him about what he has, but I haven't reached out to him yet. Collab Fest is coming up. Craft Beer Week is coming up. Yeah. And so you guys made a beer with Resolute. We did, yeah, super cool beer. Jeff Rourke coincidentally put the taps in uh, over there too. What kind of beer did you guys make, and and what are you, you know, what are you looking to expect from Craft Beer Week and and, and the Collab Fest? Like what when you and I know you were just at a beer fest today, yeah, right? Yeah, I just got back. <laughs> I mean, Zach were just at a beer fest, and then we drove right here afterwards. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it never ends with yeah. the brewery, right? So beer fests are cool, and Collab Fest, you know, is, kind of, is in my opinion one of the coolest festivals in the States because it allows brewers to really get creative with each other and make unique one-off beers that you'll never get again. So for, for us, I love that creative aspect of it. We, we brewed a beer with Resolute. Um, it's called the uh, Triple Trapel. 
And so it's a Belgian Trapel, uh, which is a golden, strong, high ABV Belgian beer. Um, and there's three variants that we blended together. So we started with the same base beer. We uh, soured one. Uh, we um, put one in a Chardonnay barrel and fermented it in the oak barrel with three strains of Brett, uh, which are wild yeast. Uh, and then we just had the regular base beer. And we took all those, fermented them, and then we came back and sat down and blended them together, those three base beers, to come up with one product that had a good balance of wine character, oak character, acidity, and kind of the esters from the base uh, trapel. And it came out really cool, really unique beer. Marvin from uh, Abrucci's Fire and Wine, when you listen to somebody like Jeff talk about uh, you know, making one beer and and there's that whole explanation of what goes into it and what he does uh, you know that has to you're not making beer over there yourself right but there has to you have to think to yourself you know like i i get that because of what we do uh, at our place you know we think the same way only it's different ingredients and, it, and it's a different outcome like yeah. we're putting together wood fired pizza and pasta and and just delicious italian food but it's the same passion well i can't wait to even explain that to a customer like here, you need to try this beer. Here's everything, and after a good minute of conversation, <laughs> yeah. they're like, "Oh my, I really want to try that." Right. And then they try it, and it's amazing. So that connection that you get with those customers, I mean, it's you can't beat that. What's the bar program looking like over there, happy hour wise, special? Happy hour, two to six every day of the week. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. You just made it simple for everybody. Just made it simple. We do all of our standard beers. We do four fifty for happy hour, and then all of our specialty beers that we bring on the rotatings. We do five dollars. Can't beat that. Well, and I want to chime in there, Brian Freeman over here. The reality that you have, like Colorado beers, an Italian restaurant, you know, I, right. I remember in the day when I was growing up, you get two beers at any Italian restaurant. Peroni. And if you ask, yeah, if yeah. you ask for anything different, you'd probably be taken out to the woodshed. <laughs> right. And, you know, here you got a Italian, a, a killer Italian restaurant. And probably the number one seller besides, you know, there's always the Coors Light and Bud Light, but I mean, the number one seller for us, um, and no offense against you guys, was 14er. I mean, 14er does a ma massive IPA, and yep. it's amazing for us. Yep. They do an awesome job for us, Wheat Ridge Boys, all that stuff. So I'm excited to, to talk to you guys and bring those in and explain yep. it to customers and really um, give them a peek into what, yeah, is really we happening. have some cool Chardonnay barrel-aged saisons that we do small batches of, yeah. but it pairs so well with, with Italian food. Um, it's light. It has some wine character. It, it just goes with the meal really well. Like you'd yeah. pair a, Anything you'd pair a white wine with, you could pair that with. Yeah, so I'm excited to talk to him. Well, and, and here's an interesting one, a segue right into Zach. Is Zach is doing chain a yeah, chain reaction. is doing an IPA that I just tasted for the first time that is big. Well, um, that, that's a great segue, and you know what we're going to do? Talk we're going to take, we're gonna to take a break. And, and then when we come back from like the break, it. we're going to talk to Zach Christofferson over there at Chain Reaction Brewing, 902 South Lippin Street. Uh, they're part of Collab Fest, too, and they're, they're messing around and making a beer with Platt Park. So when we get back, we're going to talk with Zach, find out what Chain Reaction's been doing. We actually, Zach was on the show two years ago. I looked it up. And when I was talking to him on the phone and inviting him onto the show, you know, I said, have you been on the show? Because he says, I don't know. I think this. And coincidentally, I was doing some stuff, and you were on the show two years ago. So when we get back from break, we're going to talk with Zach over at Chain Reaction. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater.
Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Justin Brunson, Old Major, you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. That's another guy who knows a little something about meat, Mr. Justin Brunson over at Old Major. And we also also heard a spot from uh, Intrepid Sojourner, and uh, we uh, love those guys as well. But in studio tonight, uh, we're talking with Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade Brewing Company and Zach Christofferson from Chain Reaction. And we're just going to jump right to Zach. Uh, it's 7.33 in the Mile High City. Zach, what's going on over at Chain Reaction? Oh, just loving life and loving brewing, you know? Yeah, brewing beer. You were on the show two years ago. Now Apparently, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? That's what I said. Is We were trying to figure it out. And then I was doing a podcast description update, and it's a long story. But, yeah, you were on the show uh, at the uh, beginning of 2016, I believe. Good. Uh, Chain Reaction, you're part of uh, Colorado Craft Beer Week. And the Collab Fest, you're doing something with Platt Park. What are you making with Platt Park? Yeah, we got together with those guys. We really wanted to do something different that uh, stuck out, that was uh, a little bit less run-the-mill and uh, pushing industry towards creativity, uh, which is kind of what I like to do is uh, express boundaries of not just the the mind but of our palate. Um, so we got together and brewed a Belgian double, Theirs is using one kind of uh, more of a Trappist-style yeast. Ours uses a uh, German uh, Weissenbach yeast. And then theirs has cherries on it, and ours has orange peel on it. And then that will actually sit for about three weeks in Bear Creek distilling uh, whiskey barrels. Theirs will be a wheat 
whiskey, ours will be a rye whiskey, and then we're going to blend those two together. Oh, wow. And kind of uh, our take on a cocktail uh, beer. Yeah. And then we'll actually hopefully do a event with Bear Creek to add some bourbon Mr. Uh, good friend of the show, Jay Johnson over there at Bear Creek. So yeah. am I to understand this, that you are making two separate beers? Yep. And you're putting those separate beers together to make one uh, uh, magnificent beer. Yep. But are you are you making those beers separate and then putting it together, you know, in the same keg? Or will it be when I enjoy the beer, I have two separate beers that I blend together? Platt Park just got this really cool new tool that we will actually be able to carbonate on spot when we pour it okay so you'll be able to ch- uh, either do a co2 or a nitro right there on spot um and we'll be able to blend them on the on the spot there. so that's really cool i haven't yeah. heard of that before yeah it's a pretty cool operation. little new toy jeff yeah. jeff from spice trade brewing i was just going to ask you jeff if you because i haven't yeah. heard of anything like that before no, i mean i haven't and it's, it's nice because then you can adjust the the flavors you know if you like the Weizenbach yeast a little bit more than the Trappist yeah. yeast. You can kind of fine-tune it for your own. And it sounds like this beer has a lot of layered flavor because a Weizenbach yeast yeah. might have more... A little bit of banana. banana and, uh, and then you have the cherries and... Yeah, so we're, we're kind of hitting the gamut with it, which is... It's real fun. It's it's fun to play on just how much yeast can do, but also just kissing that barrel. Um, uh, I just love what Rocker does, of course. I, I was just telling him I was over there just the other... Day having a couple of cocktails and beautiful distillery, isn't it? I I think that the next world that the brewing industry sees is really collabing more with our distilling partners. Yeah. Um, there's such an opportunity to introduce these oaks and these these other tannins and these uh, really wonderful flavors that these guys create. We can bring so much to their world too. Uh, beer cocktails are just going to be excellent. So. Yeah, it's, wow. it, we're lucky too in this state. We have so many great distilleries and yeah. so many great like mixologists and cocktail bars. We're doing a beer cocktail with a local awesome cocktail bar in Arvada called the Arvada Tavern, yeah. and it's a smoked cocktail that's using our beer, but it's also using a stave from the barrel that our beer was aged in. So they're going to light the stave on fire, use that smoke in the glass and then build a beer cocktail with it. Oh, that's really cool. Wow. So you have, like, multiple layers of beer and smoke and actual smoke from a stave that was in a barrel that the beer was in before you put it in a cocktail. It's, like, so I'm, many layers. I'm brewing one kind of like that. Uh, we just decided to ramp up. When I first got in the industry, uh, well, when I first started brewing, Strange Craft was one of the big ones. They were the original guys in town. And I apprenticed uh, with Tim down there for a long time doing one-barrel Wednesdays. So now we've changed that to where it's not just it's strange now. It's it's a traveling. It goes to a different brewery every Wednesday, and we brew a different one-barrel every Wednesday. So only two kegs worth of these beers, but uh, we got a little fest coming up uh, in April called Rye Fest, and it's all rye beers, but we're brewing a rye ESB um, that will age on the cigar cedar from the boxes. So it gets like this damp, wet cedar with cigar note to it. Yeah, that's really really fun beer. When you say ESB, I'm assuming that's extra special bitter. Yes. Huh? 
Marvin, nice. did you see that? You see I did. how I pay, Smart guy. I pay attention sometimes. Zach, I want to ask you this. I'm stuck on this whole two separate beers and putting them together and carbonating them on the on the on site. Whose idea was that? And have you heard of anything like that before? Did you was it like an idea you saw somebody else do and you're like, oh, that's cool? Or did somebody cook this it, up? It's chain kind of action? a newer uh, invention that Platt Park had picked up, uh, kind of in their ventures and. They said, "Hey, we've got this coming. Do you guys want to try it?" And we said, "Well, yeah. Why not? Let's yeah. let's definitely get on it." And wow! It opens up a lot of doors for other flavors too. Like I've always yeah. thought it'd be cool to make beer cocktails on the spot with like beer concentrates, where you have like like a lambic, like a cherry beer concentrate, and then a saison, and then you can mix them however the customer wants and carbonate it in the glass right there. It's almost like controlled randomization. Control randomization, yeah, kind of. Uh, this question is for uh, Jeff and Zach, both brewers. Jeff with Spice Trade Brewing over there at the Yak and Yeti on Ralston, and then uh, Zach with Chain Reaction. Do you guys ever feel that you have to scale things back in the sense of you start to get too out there with ideas because there's so much craft beer and there's so much cocktailing in in our state, let alone you know planet Earth? Do you ever just take a moment and you say, Hey, listen, you know, I, I'm not going to try and put. Uh, red carrots in this beer like i'm just you know i i had a dream yeah. about it and i'm not going to do it do you ever have it's, to you know take a step back and go listen let's just get back to the basics and make some delicious beer and it, take out the bells and whistles yeah. it's funny you say that because the festival we were just at is exactly what you're describing um, <laughs> red carrots there was a, a an amazing beer from ska with it had beets it had carrots it had ginger and a couple other things. Yeah, what was that called? I, uh, I forget the name. It's like pink something, something juice. Stew. Pink something. Pink boots stew, or I forget what it was. It, it's oh, delicious. It, it makes you feel like you're drinking a juice at like a, I don't know, some fancy high end bar in the Highlands. But anyway, it's but it's nice to pair it back. It's nice to go back to quality ingredients. Sometimes you can get a little crazy with flavors and weird things, and it's nice to just have a simpler beer mm-hmm. um, that's more drinkable. And maybe you can get a little too wild with the adjuncts and the flavor additions. Zach, um, what do you think? You know, I, I just had this conversation a couple of times in the last week, and it, it's such an interesting place where our industry's at. And I'm hitting my 10th year in the brewing industry right now as far as journalism and brewing and all of it mixed together. And the one thing that it keeps coming back to is everybody going back to what your heart is in. Um, I got into this industry because I, I love it. It is who I am. If I didn't have this industry, I don't know what I would be. It, 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 like we were talking with the food guys earlier, the the passion is that deep, and I I think that there's endless uh, amounts of places you can go when it comes to what your virtue towards all this is. It, uh, if you really look towards it, I love experimenting, but I also think that you need to have a very nice. Uh, base of what you control um you got to make a good pale ale sometimes in order to make a wacky pale ale Um, you got to have process to what you're doing but when there's passion and process i think the uh, the results are uh, just limitless yeah and Mm -hmm. if you see the crowd that was at this beer festival we were at today the day it was was called the day of dorks beer festival and wine coop brewery uh, downtown Denver puts it on every year and everyone dresses up like a bunch of nerds they got glasses with tape on them and little mm. pocket protectors it's so cool and everyone's just geeking out about this crazy weird beer that everyone's making and people are some of the beers weird some of the beer has barbecue sauce in it 
And maybe that's okay, and maybe that's not okay, but people are excited about it, these weird flavors that they never thought could be in beer. So there's some excitement to it. Maybe you're not going to drink a barbecue sauce beer every day of your life, but there's excitement about it, and it gets people excited about craft beer, which I, I like. Hey, listen, I'll try anything once. Yeah, well, and Jeff, I would say, I, you know, one of the things, like Brian Freeman here with Growers, is <clears throat> I totally commend you guys, because the reality is, is the beer movement is shifting. And I said this to one of my one of my employees went off and started a farm five years ago, and I loved it because these two employees were. I I, I made a match at Growers. She, I, I introduced two people. They were both working for the company, and they said we're going to leave this world and go start our own farm. Yeah. And they said, where do you see the future? And one of the things that I saw five years ago was really craft distilling and craft brewing at a whole different level, and it's more about heritage and heirloom and if you take that and what you guys are doing you know beer has been around uh, since the egyptians right yeah. i mean i think i think it was about 5000 bc is when like the first uh, kind of historical reference to beer is is made exactly and do we think that they were using you know look at the simple ingredients that some of those mass producers no, they didn't or... know why the beer was fermenting it was they had you know the, the secret wooden spoon that they had to stir it with like a magician they didn't know why they didn't know that there was yeast living in that spoon uh that would ferment the the, the wort and the sugars into alcohol um but beer's come a long way and it's it's amazing to see how advanced it's gotten uh, and it's amazing to see how culinary it's gotten that's why i'm really excited about beer we're talking about passions and i'm passionate about cooking and about food and about flavors and finding a way to integrate that into beer in a drinkable way that works well with food not just making a, a bacon peanut butter and jelly beer because it sounds cool but making something that works and something that people want to drink more than a two ounce pour of because at the end of the day if you're a business you can't really survive off of two ounce pours at beer festivals you have to have something that people want to drink. Or we were we were both pouring a hibiscus lime beer. Today. Yeah, it's funny we were. Yeah, I came over right, right when I heard, and I was like, I gotta try their hibiscus lime beer because we were the only two at the festival who had it. Whose is better? I think they're two very different beers. They are very they are very different beers. Yours theirs, is a lot drier. Theirs is sour, and ours is sour. Yeah, ours, ours is more of like a session wheat. Ale. Mm -hmm. Jeff, do you think that your mindset is, is as such when you think about the food part of the beer you're brewing? Do you think that your mindset is like that because you're brewing inside of the Yak and Yeti that obviously has such a, a strong food base and flavor and spice related? If you were, if you, if you took spice trade out of there and put it in its own brick and mortar or something, do you think you'd be that conscious of, of brewing beer to pair with food? Right. Yeah, I, I think I would. You know, before I started at Yak and Yeti and uh, kind of led the rebranding effort to Spice Trade, I was a big home cook. I, I loved. I, I got my own barbecue smoker a couple years ago. I smoked my own barbecue. I'm I'm a super big food nerd. I love cooking and I love the flavors associated with it. So I think me personally, as a brewer, I would always kind of try to integrate that. Uh, Spice Trade, you know, as you bring it up as a standalone unit, we are actually uh, in the process of finalizing a location for Spice Trade as a brewery, and um, we're going to have our own production facility and we're going to have our own kitchen. Uh, with a food concept of kind of street food from around the world that pairs with the beer. So if you think about flagship beers and rotating seasonal beers, we're going to have our flagship street food, and then we're going to have our rotating seasonal street food that works with the beer. But easy, approachable food, small bites, stuff that goes well with beer. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, awesome. is that like first news here on the Modern Eater what, show? You heard it here. You heard it here first on Modern Eater. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been we've been working on it for a long time. Where I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know when I can talk about the location. Um, we're still kind of finalizing it. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting. We have big things in the making. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> uh, listen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do booze in the news, and we're going to do it with – 
Uh, none better than Dustin Evans and Rocker Spirits. And he's got some news uh, related to booze and his booze, to be specific. So we'll do that in a couple minutes. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatora. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary mayo and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items. The Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood-oven-roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Hey, Colorado chefs. Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Oh, see? Now it's working. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. It is your booze news, and the booze news is so good that Dustin just couldn't wait to get on there. So, <laughs> yeah, he just uh, preemptively struck a little bit. But this is the booze in the news segment, and uh, we're going to do it with Rocker Spirits and Marvin Williams because these two guys, they met. They, Marvin tasted uh, uh, Rocker Spirits and Dustin Evans' product. Said, you know what? It, oh. That's good. I'm yeah. going to bring it in. We'll see how it does. And reasonably brought in a couple bottles to say, hey, listen, we're going to try it out. You know, if it, I if would, it sells. It's more than good. It's it more sells. than good. Yeah, and, it did sell, and so uh, they uh, got some more in the way of Dustin bringing it down. But Dustin, you were at a chili cook-off and uh, happened to uh, get some recognition for your whiskey. Yeah, it was fun. It was a it was a charitable event down at the uh, McNichols Event Center. It's called uh, Zach's Chili and Spirits Cook-Off, and it's uh, put on by the Morgan. Uh, Adams Foundation for Childhood Cancer, and Great and cause. they had a People's Choice Award, and uh, I think it was titled Heat and Hope, and they uh, had a microbrewery competition, they had a chili cook-off, and then they had a spirits competition, and so it was a uh, it was a really good event, probably three four hundred people there. Nice, and 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 you won. 
Ah, uh, we won. They, yeah, they yeah, picked we your product. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to win the People's Choice Award, and then it was judged by uh, Westward and 5280 Magazine and Nine News, and they judged our spirits as the best spirits there, too. So, Well, Marvin, I from, would concur. from Abrushi's Fire and Wine, I mean, that's no surprise to you, right? No, it was interesting. I was talking to Dustin when he came in. Um, he poured the whiskey. He started to talk. I tasted the whiskey, and literally he didn't need to continue. I mean, it was just... On, but I did. On taste alone, he did, yes. I just have a Yes, problem. both of us have a problem with <laughs> well, talking. if memory serves me, I made a video of that conversation. You could have told me to turn the camera off and would have saved me a bunch of editing <laughs> if you made your mind up that quick. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, good quality product, local, um, sexy bottle, just mm -hmm. sexy juice. I mean, it's just, you can't go wrong with it. Sexy I want a good name time. for a beer. I just want to, I want to take that name for a beer. <laughs> sexy juice is going to be Sexy juice. Sexy time. That's, that's the voice of Jeff Tyler. Borat. Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade Brewing. Uh, along the lines of the bottle, uh, Dustin, he said sexy bottle. You've uh, won an award for your bottle, too, haven't you? Just the, just the, the, the shape, the design. Talk about the bottle. Paint a picture for people. Yeah, the bottle was inspired from a 1930s oil can that I I like to collect old vintage Americana. Um, I found a 1930s five-gallon oil can. It had a handle on the top that you would carry it by and a handle on the bottom. So when you set it down, it would sit. And then you roll it forward to dispense the fluid in there. And then you let go of it, and it has a counterbalance weight that brings it back up to an upright position. So our bottle does truly rock. And... Uh, we were nominated for a glass and packaging award, and, and we were a finalist in the new brand packaging and the luxury division. Uh, Mark Jacobs was one of the finalists, and Victoria Beckham. And uh, Rocker Spirits uh, took the gold medal in February for new brand packaging in the luxury division. So nice. No big deal. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Tyler from Spice Trade Brewing, uh, are you a whiskey guy? Yeah, when I'm not drinking beer, I actually do... Whiskey's probably my top spirit, unless it's the summer, and then I'm more of a kind of white rum and, and some sort of fruit cocktail kind of mm -hmm. kind of guy for spirits. But I do, I think whiskey's, bourbon whiskey in particular is my favorite spirit. Have you been over to Rocker Spirits? They're at I, 5587 South Hill Street in Littleton. Uh, I got to get over there. Right down the street. We just drank some it. of this, and it's good. It's right really down, good. Not too far from uh, James Diaz and uh, the, the, the true Colorado Tex-Mex barbecue and catering. Am I correct? I'm telling you what. I am suffering from food coma, barbecue coma. <laughs> <laughs> I love food, man. Look at me. I haven't missed a meal. And I'm telling you, that is some the best barbecue I have eaten. I am straight up serious. And the guy's just down the street from me. It just yep. is amazing. That's so what I was saying. We'll be uh, building a very strong relationship. There, we've got several guys in the studio tonight that are right next to each other and didn't even know. And that's to, to say how popular and how big our food and beverage scene is in Colorado. Yeah. Because the reality is, is you've got so many great brewers out there and then so many great distillers. Yeah. And these guys, I mean, no joke... Dustin at Rocker Spirits, right downtown Littleton. Our guy James Diaz is just down the street. Dustin tells me, oh, the liquor store that James is right next to sells Rocker Spirits. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is, is tonight, I mean, it's like a love affair around here tonight. We've got all these guys. I mean, I know Dustin's not in love with the food. He's got um, everything I need, man. <laughs> exactly. He's got everything I need. I mean, Brisket. Dustin's getting an annulment, um, I think, <laughs> through tonight. 
just because he's in love with the the smoker over there and um it's that but it's that that's the thing that i think is so awesome is what we're dealing i mean even the restaurants that are here everybody that's part of this is is just this is what the modern eater is all about this Mm. is i feel so lucky to be a part of this because all these people this is our food scene this Mm. is what's going on in colorado and and the reality is is would you rather live in a place like Colorado with you know three to five million people versus California where you'd have to go to get this kind of action? I mean, we've got more breweries than any other state except California. And and that's huge. More distillers. Per capita. Yeah, per capita. Well, I mean I'll tell you, as as a career restaurant guy who's been in, and to this day I still bartend, you know, on the side. It's no secret. Now that's more of like you know, pulling a handle on on a on a Coors Light and a Bud Light tap more so than than getting into the into the weeds a conversation about the whiskey or beer, but it's just the nature of, of where it is. But the food and beverage world is a small one, and I, I and we run into so many great people doing this, like Marvin, like Dustin, like Jeff, you know, like Chris, like Rich, like uh, uh, Zach, uh, James, yeah, like yeah. Zach, and and it's I don't think it's an accident because this business and and at times Marvin, you know. I know you'll agree with me. It's miserable. The restaurant business can yeah. be miserable, and it's it's not to say that you don't love it or you, or you're not still passionate about it, but it's hard work, right? And that's my point: is that the food and beverage world is such hard work. Whether you're making whiskey, whether you're making beer, whether you're you know waiting tables or bartending, and because of that hard work, in my opinion, I think that that organically weeds out people that that don't want to put in hard work to pay their bills or they don't want to put in hard work to follow their dream or do something that they're passionate about and i think because of that that's that's why as the modern eater we run into so many great people and develop such great relationships is because those people in the food and beverage world are hard working and they're and they're honest for the most part you know i mean you you have bad eggs in, in every carton but uh, you know well, the sad thing is is no one understands this is a passion this is a passion Thank of you, love Brian. because the reality the is, is, yeah, we're they not, no one passion. in this room is sitting behind some big fat cat. We're all working our butts off every day and we all show up and that, you know, 80% of what we do is showing up and it's every day. And I laugh when I see an employee that, you know, has taken five sick days in six months. I'm asking myself, you know, if I wasn't here at the sh- at the helm of the ship, and I was taking sick days and I was taking vacations and th- this place wouldn't be what it is. And everyone in this room is shaking their heads right now because we all believe in that. And that's, you've got business owners all around this table. That's not, we, we there's no employees in this room. It's, I think one word that's come out of everybody's mouth tonight that I resonate with so, so vehemently is passion. If you read our tagline from Rocker Spirits on our bottle, it's a tagline that I created because it's who I am and where I'm from. I sound like the guy from Tommy Boy, right? <laughs> no, that's, right? It's who I am and it's the American people. Dustin, you're but absolutely it, right. It's passion, forged with passion, infused with American spirit, and that's what everybody here is, and that's why they're a business owner and they're successful. Well, listen, you guys, that's the show. That's the show. I want to thank everybody for coming out. Tune in next week on The Modern Eater.